Welcome to the Vine Podcast. This is Rachel. I am looking forward to our conversation today with a special guest who has never been on the podcast with us before, but who is probably not very new to you. He has spent many years at the Vine Church and has most recently served in worship leadership alongside his family and his parents. So today I have Zeke Payne. Welcome, Zeke. Thank you. <laughs> so I asked Zeke if he would uh, join me on the podcast today to share a little bit about himself and to talk about his faith walk and how some of the activities that he's involved in might tie in with his faith at all. Um, so first, Zeke, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, uh, what grade you're in, what kind of activities you enjoy, anything else we should know about you? Okay, so my name is Zeke Payne, obviously, as has been said several times already. Uh, I go to uh, New Tech, which is kind of like a, a little subsection of Belton. It's its own school, but it connects to Belton High School in a lot of ways. Um, I'm going into the 11th grade, so I'll be a junior once uh, summer ends. I A lot of what takes up my time is either whenever I'm at church, I'm performing, and then I also do choir. I've been doing choir at school probably, I guess, since kindergarten. I've, I've never not been in choir. And then I've been doing theater since eighth grade. I've been in the class uh, for doing mm. theater, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I do when it comes to outside of school or as part of school. It's just all yeah. those three things. That's awesome. So what made you want to be involved in those activities? Did you see a concert or did you know somebody else who was in them? So uh, choir was really just because I, well, like, I grew up seeing my parents on stage singing and that stuff. And my mom, she went into college for music education and so she had always, she hadn't been pushing for it, but it had just been a part of my life for the whole time. And my dad's been playing guitar, so it's just kind of been there. So it never really was a question whether or not I would go mm -hmm. into it. Uh, theater, it really started... So in middle school, I was very shy. I barely talked to anyone at all. <laughs> um, but in seventh grade, choir, which I was part of, they said that you have two options. Either A, you do a super big project that's just going to be a lot of writing and then you have to present it in front of the class. Hmm. Or B, you can try out for the musical and you can do that. And so at first I was like, well, I can just try out and not make it so that I don't have to perform <laughs> instead of presenting in front of a class. Mm -hmm. And so then I, pr I auditioned and I ended up getting, like, a small role or whatever in seventh grade, mm -hmm. and I thought I was going to hate it. Uh -huh. But that ended up being where I found, like, some of my best friends that I still have now, and I found a true, uh, like, a, a passion for acting. Mm. And it's stuck with me ever since. I've auditioned for everything I can get my hands on. <laughs> that's super cool so you thought you were gonna hate it and then it turned out to be a passion and a mm -hmm. love that's awesome tell us about some of the roles that you have played and which ones you have enjoyed the most um so in that first one i played uh just a guard or whatever in aladdin 
And then cool. the rest of eighth grade, I played another, a small role uh, in like a, a Still Life with Iris, which is like a, a fantasy kind of thing. And then I played the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, neat. Which that was fun. Uh, and then I played James in James and the Giant Peach. Wow. Um, so within a year, I was able to get a, a main role, which was mm-hmm. surprising for me, especially. But then yeah. we, we went into high school. Uh, I played a, uh, an Irish uh, student in Hogwarts in Puffs. So that's like a comedy mm-hmm. version of Harry Potter. It's basically mm-hmm. Harry Potter um, from the perspective of Hufflepuffs. Uh, And then I, uh, let's see, I played, so I didn't get to because of COVID, but we went all the way to dress rehearsals for Mm -hmm. a show called The Norwegians, where I played a half Norwegian, half Minnesotan uh, hitman, Mm. which was interesting. Whoa. Yeah, but it was all very comedic. It was a whole comedy show, so it was very weird, but it was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And then... This year, I have played uh, I've played a dwarf, a frog prince, and a servant, like a, a very uh, disturbed servant, which were all in the same show because I played multiple roles in that. Oh wow! And then I played uh, just a, a regular, pretty much regular student in Freaky Friday. Oh, cool! And then. I was the understudy for a professor, a math professor at University of Chicago. And then my most recent one, I just played um, a kid uh, named Leo, who was just like a high school kid that was Mm -hmm. all about philosophy. And that was his whole thing. And so those are all the roles I've done up till that's now. a lot and you remembered mm-hmm. all of those off the top of your head yeah. <laughs> so they've stuck with you they've kind of been most important definitely. memories to mm-hmm. you are any of those like your most favorite or role where you felt like you kind of really came into it or learned a new skill or anything i think uh the one that i probably felt the most into like was the most important was the most recent one i did mm-hmm. uh But so that one, it was a senior direct, which meant that a senior that I was friends with was the director. And she was actually planning on, she's going into college to become a theater director or a theater Mm. teacher. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. And the day that she auditioned me for that role of this high school kid who's into philosophy, I, she told me as I'm sitting in the theater room with a book on philosophy in my hand. And so I think she <laughs> she knew who she was auditioning at that time. Yeah. Uh, but then the one where I played all the different characters, so the, the frog prince and the dwarf and things like that, that one probably taught me the most because that was the first mm. time I had, I'd had a substantial amount of lines and I knew everybody I was acting with. And so I learned a lot of things, both about acting and then just other skills. Like, I I learned how to play the harmonica for that role (laughs) and stuff like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's neat. So do you feel like any of these roles or any of these plays have taught you anything about yourself or maybe have helped you to have greater confidence or kind of brought your own personality out? Uh, I think... 
I think, as I said, uh, Leo, the philosophy one, I think that started to show me what people might see of me in an outside perspective. Because, you know, you kind of already, already have like an idea of who you are, at least for the most part, or how you're seen by other people. But then when somebody like gives me this character and says, well, this is basically you, this is like, you, I'm not asking oh, wow. you to really act. I'm just asking you to show <laughs> you. Uh, and then I, you kind of get this idea of, of how other people see you and your, your characteristics that shine more than others. And so I think mm. that allowed me to, to be more confident in stuff I wasn't sure if I like, should show people. I didn't know if me being interested in philosophy was going to sound like I was just droning on or if people mm-hmm. would actually be interested and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the first that and the professor were really the first roles I did that weren't comedies and as well and I guess Leo was comedic but it was it was both uh, and so I think I think you get a lot more as an actor for whenever you're doing dramas and it allows mm-hmm. you to kind of delve into the the similar conflicts if that makes sense so like what they're dealing with and seeing that in yourself and being able to mm. resolve them. Yeah. So it's kind of like exploring the issues that these characters are going through. You're like, oh, yeah, like I feel that too, or I struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you identify with the characters in some way. Um, so do you see a future in acting for you? Is this something that you hope to continue as you go through life? I think I still haven't decided if that's like a major that I want to do or if that's like my key route. I do know that no matter what, I want to go to a college that has a strong uh, theater troupe or a, mm-hmm. like a just any part that they have a good hand in drama. Because even yeah. if I don't want to major in that, I still want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I could see myself being a part of that uh, for as long as I can. Yeah. I've looked yeah. into realms of acting and things like that. I've looked into screenwriting and things like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, because that's always interested me. I've always been very interested in cinematography and directing, yeah. stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. it might be a direct route, but it also might just be a way for me to find uh, different avenues as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stories are central to who we are as human beings. And so when we have people that are willing to enact stories for us or demonstrate stories or tell us stories in a compelling, beautiful, interesting way, we will always, as humans, be drawn to that. And so that's kind of why this entertainment industry is still not squashed down through the pandemic, but like there's still this desire for more stories. and. To, to to see the experiences of life that other people have gone through that maybe I haven't lived through, but I can understand it by watching a movie or seeing a play or something. Um, is there anything that any of these roles or these acts have kind of taught you about life or the experiences of other people, of things that you haven't walked through, but just kind of opening your eyes to say, oh yeah, this is the experience for some other people? Um, so the professor one, that one was called Proof, and it basically follows this uh, daughter who she's living by herself because 
her uh, her father had recently passed off of a heart attack. Uh, b- before that, he had some undetermined mental illness that he was basically just uh, he would just he wasn't himself anymore, and mm-hmm. he would write like random stuff in journals twenty four seven, and she just was seeing her father less and less, and so I played the father. Uh, as an understudy, and what what's in the play is you never actually see him alive in the cut version that we did. You only see him as not a hallucination, but almost as a memory that she has. And so that whole uh, performance was kind of just a um, it was a a project into it was delving into grief and how that affects people. And I have I've not dealt with losing a parent or anything like that. And I think to be able to see that, especially as a high schooler, as as a high schooler, you don't really see anything too major usually. Like most, most high schoolers aren't going to learn what it feels like to lose a, a kid or anything as is in the play. And so I think being able to imitate and like do research and learn how to become a character that does that, it helps you gain some sympathy for real life situations where there are parents and children who are dealing with losing a child or losing uh, a parent. And so I think uh, being able to play that character really allows yourself to to sympathize and be able to learn what it is to deal with that. Wow, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And compassion, which is a Christian value. This is something that Jesus taught taught a lot about, um, about caring for the hurting and the poor. And Paul says in Romans to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, So do you see any kind of tie-in between the characters that you're playing and what you're learning in theater and to what you're learning in church and being taught in church and to your faith? Uh, I... I think from from what I've seen, a lot of it is, at least in the recent ones I've done, a lot of it is trying to understand the other people around you. And I think that has a big effect in Christianity and the idea of compassion and the, uh, the ability to learn about the other people that you're around in order to better help uh, influence their life and see how Christ or has influenced theirs. And so I've the last two that I've done both have to do with a person being misunderstood and then the people around them trying to trying to break down the walls that they have put up in order to see what's uh, deeply hurting them. And I think as Christians, and I, uh, I think that that's kind of a thing that we strive to do is to help break down barriers that people have uh, put up against their own like psyche or spirit or soul or however you want to place it uh, and to help rejoin aspects of society better and I think that that's a key part of it is showing them what you've learned and how to better help them in their times of need that's really cool Zeke so can you tell me what it has been like growing up at the Vine? Do you have a favorite memory at this church? 
Um, so I've, I've only ever gone to the Vine uh, because of my parents. And if I remember right, I think I went here while it was still called uh, something else, like before they had na- renamed it to the Vine and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my best memories probably come from whenever I was like super young. And I remember being in Zoe's class, and I remember being mm-hmm. in uh, Kathy Knight's class, I think. Wow, and that's so awesome. I think those were some of the best memories that I had, because I remember just enjoying being able, like, every day I would just look forward to what we were going to do in both of those mm. classes. What and kinds so of I things think, did you do? <laughs> I remember there was a there was a day that Zoe filled the room with frogs like absolutely like <laughs> not real ones but like rubber frogs and she put them uh-huh. everywhere and i'm pretty sure that oh, was wow. for when we were going through moses and stuff like yeah. that but i remember that mm-hmm. and that was <laughs> um it's it's burned into my memory <laughs> say. yeah those childhood memories they usually stick pretty hard so that's good that's cool um, so what do you love about the vine? Um, I think, I think it's a good mix of a lot of different ideas. I think it doesn't, mm. it, it doesn't close doors to anybody, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. I think, for any church, no matter what. And I think it's always open to opinion and mm-hmm. it never wants, it, it never tries to be too firm and stubborn on one area like it's a constantly growing and fluctuating church yeah which i think makes sense because in at least in my opinion as since people are constantly changing as Mm -hmm. people grow older and as history goes on i think the church should also follow that and grow with them instead of being stuck and then being harder to relate to as time goes on yeah that's cool it sounds like you have a good assessment and perspective of where we are. So maybe you should come into some leadership meetings sometimes and tell us um, so that we kind of hear the younger perspective, you know, and what people mm-hmm. are looking for in a church of people that are um, your age and the the younger ones coming up. So I'm glad that you're with us. <laughs> Um, so could you tell me a little bit about your faith journey? How did you come to know Christ and what has it been like walking with him? Um, so as most things with church, I was born into it with my parents. And then, so I remember pretty much until I was around maybe 12 or 13, I I was just all 100% gung-ho, everything. <laughs> When it came to it. Mm-hmm. And then 12, around, I think 12 and 13 was probably whenever I started, like, questioning about a bunch of stuff. And so I remember um, I would, I went to camp. I went to Camp uh, Cornelia. I think, yeah, it must mm-hmm. have been 13. And I would listen to all the stuff they were saying. And then afterwards, I would pull the person over and I would ask, like, 20 questions about whatever they were talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't necessarily... It wasn't me, like, trying to, like, catch them off guard or something or get them to mm-hmm. slip up like it's a giant conspiracy or anything. But it was... It was just... I had slowly started 
edging away from the idea of, well, an adult told me it's true, so it must be true, mm-hmm. to I want to try to figure it out myself. And so I did that for a bit. And I mean, I'm not nearly as much. I'm still always trying to make sure that I understand what's being said because I don't want to mm-hmm. just uh, blindly decide that because they must know more than me that they must be right. Right. So I've always tried to make sure that I understand what's being talked about. But I've definitely gotten mm-hmm. to a point where I'm uh, not reverting, but I'm getting back to the idea of like believing in Christ and finding answers that I uh, I think are true, that I feel resonate with me. Right. And things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I can definitely see that happening in you as we have Bible conversations together every week <laughs> and how you are developing and growing and still asking questions. And I think that's really good. And I think that you're a great example to those um, younger than you, too, or just anyone else, that it's good to take the teaching seriously, but also to be able to ask questions and to say, how does this connect to that? Or, um, well, isn't there this other Bible passage that says this? And so how do these fit together? Um, So it's been really fun seeing you going through that process. And I think that I do see your faith at work and active and, uh, it's good to see you develop and grow too. So <laughs> I know I'm kind of coming in on the, the, you know, the most recent stage of that. Cause it's been a much longer journey for you, but I'm grateful for my part in it. Um, so is there any area that you currently see yourself growing in spiritually? Um, I mean, I, th- I think there's room to grow everywhere, but I've, I've definitely started to become a bit more um, of a, like when it comes to like community and stuff like that in talking with other people about that type of stuff and um, figuring out where you lie in uh, Christ and Christianity and things like that. Like I've started talking, I used to be very afraid, or not afraid, but uh, I didn't want to talk to any of my friends about any of that because I didn't want to start anything. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen a bunch of arguments that would happen where people just get very heated over things when it comes to religion. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to ever have to start that between me and my friends. Uh, but I've slowly started to realize ways to to talk about it in almost a scholarly fashion in a way Mm -hmm. about that where it doesn't get heated and yet people Mm -hmm. can still talk about what they think and instead of people being like no you're wrong in response to either either argument Mm -hmm. it's i can see where you're coming from which is a thing i think you should strive for that's great yeah that's like civil discourse just this ability to talk civilly with people around you and to not be frustrated or heated when someone thinks differently than you to be able to listen to their perspective and also articulate yours so that's very encouraging to hear that you can do that with your friends because i think Mm -hmm. a lot of society has lost that but (laughs) hopefully um you and your peers are bringing that back so i'm excited 
Um, do you have any productions coming up? I know it's summertime, so maybe things are kind of lulling down. What do you have going on this summer? What are you looking forward to? Um, this summer I have a a production of Mary Poppins Jr. that's cool. going to be going on uh-huh. in uh, mid July. And that's that's not through a school. That's through Academy Music, which is a, a production company in uh, Temple. Okay. But so that should be going on around yeah mid July. Awesome. But so is that open other than to that, audiences, um, or is it just yes. family? Okay, cool. It should be open to audiences, and I think they're they start selling tickets uh, soon, very soon. Okay, well, so let us know, because I think people <laughs> at church will want to come. I want to come. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Um, I look forward to getting to see you in action. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Zeke, how can your church family love and support you well? Um, I think... I think the best thing, the thing that I most appreciate is when... People are patient and open to reasoning, I think. Because as I Mm -hmm. talked about, I do end up asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And so I think, as we talked about, whenever people get uh, fiery or whatever towards things, I think it kind of just shuts down any sort of progress. Yeah. And so I think the thing that I most look for whenever I'm doing something like that is somebody who is willing to listen someone who listens well, and someone who will listen for a while. Mm-hmm. And then someone who knows how to respond, like knows what they are talking about. And so I think if you're willing to do at least a few of those things... That's really, that's... really, really good. Yeah. So you pointed out to, to, listen, to really listen, to listen mm-hmm. well, and to listen for a while. I mm-hmm. think that's a good reminder for all of us that um, our voice is not the most important and part of humility is learning to listen. So thank you for that reminder today. That's really good. (laughs) So I hope we'll all be willing to listen to you and take time to hear your questions as you continue to grow and develop. Um, So you graduate soon. (laughs) So you are class of? I'm class of 2023. 2023 all right get ready 2023 um but that's exciting i'm so glad that you're part of us at the vine thank you for serving us in worship leading us and i think that that is just such a meaningful part of the week for everybody at the vine and it's it's really neat to see how you have come along with your parents and just uh stepped right in and it's cool to see you putting your gifts to work to serve the church and it probably has something to do with all the fourth faith formation you've had along the way and the frogs in the classroom and and people at camp being willing to listen to your questions um and so it's also a good reminder to me that our investment in children and children's ministry is very worthwhile and those formative years are really important for Um, raising someone who's going to be serving in the church and taking faith seriously. So do you have anything else you want to share with us about who Zeke is? Do you think we've gotten an accurate picture of you as we have tried to get to know you today? 
I I think we've we've pretty much covered everything. <laughs> we we haven't talked about fishing. You love fishing, right? No, what are some of your other fishing. hobbies? <laughs> so um, choir, theater. I, I like to I like to fish. I've like kayak fishing and things like that with my dad. Um, I like to cook. I mm. um, like I cooked. Me and one of my friends we. Well, we attempted to cook a a pesto stromboli uh, a few days ago. Wow. So that was good. That's awesome. Um, I like trying to learn new instruments. Like, as I talked about, in uh, in this room right now, there is the piano, but there's also a drum set and a guitar and a ukulele, and I'm actively pursuing all those right now. (laughs) Um... I think for the most part that's that's pretty much the big things that I do and I'll I'll just try stuff. I'll try yeah. a lot of different things. That's uh, great. Mm-hmm. That's cool that you're you're willing <laughs> <laughs> to try. Yeah. So the scripture reminds us that we should be um slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to anger and I think that's something that you have demonstrated a whole lot. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, another scripture that comes to mind for me when I think of you is from James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. He will not resent your asking. And I think that I've seen you growing in wisdom. And I just want to encourage you to keep asking God for it. You can actually say, hey, God, give me wisdom in this situation. I don't know what to do in school or in this production or in this relationship. Or how should I believe about this issue in society or anything? You can literally just ask God to give you wisdom for it. And I've seen that you have it and that you're growing in that area and the bible says god won't be upset when you ask for it so just ask and believe that he'll give it to you and he will continue to do so um so thank you for spending some time with me today this has been fun getting to know you a little bit more and i bet people at church had other questions that they wanted to ask or they wanted to know about you and so since not everybody's on here i would encourage you to just stop zeke after worship on sunday and say hey i actually wanted to ask you about whatever it is whatever your question is and so zeke be be slow to <laughs> to be angry and quick to listen um and yeah also be good listeners to their questions and I think that we will all be edified by it. But I'm glad that you let us get to know you a little bit more today. Any final word, closing thought, anything you'd like to say to everyone at church? Um, uh, thank you for being interested. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, Zeke, would you be willing to pray for us as we close here? Sure. Okay. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunities that you've been able to give us. Thank you for the way that we've been able to use media in order to reach out to people who might want to be able to listen and even those who are just looking for answers. Uh, Thank you for giving people patience in times of need to be able to hear those around them and to be able to respond with grace and with virtue. Uh, Thank you for all that that, that you've given us and all that you will give us and all that we may never receive for the better. 
Thank you, Lord. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye.